Hey everybody, welcome back to Naturally Supernatural. I hope everybody has had an amazing week. Today, we don't got Pastor Tom, but we do have somebody else special. Special friend. <laughs> special friend. Yes, very close friend. We have Mr. Tim in the house. Timothy, welcome, welcome, brother. Hello, everyone. It's good to be here. How in are you Canada. Doing? I know. I was going to just say, <laughs> if you guys don't know Tim, Tim's actually a friend of mine that's actually in from the Philippines, actually, originally from here mm-hmm. in Canada, but has gone to the Philippines and is here for, for a little bit. But Tim, can you tell a little bit about yourself to the listeners just to kind of get them to know who you are a bit? Um, well, my, my name is Timothy <laughs> Castalis Evio. Um, I'm, from, I'm from Canada. I was born and raised here. But three years ago, I um, followed the Lord and I moved to the Philippines to pursue missions. And now Come on. I am based in Manila, but I work all around the country uh, doing missions with different tribal groups. and. Wow. Sometimes terrorist groups uh, <laughs> sharing the gospel and preaching the kingdom. True story, uh, guys. True yes, story. True. <laughs> I know we're laughing about that, but it's, it's I'm, crazy. I'm laughing because it's like, wow, I, I would have never thought, you know, looking back at knowing Tim before him going to the Philippines and them seeing him now. It's like mm-hmm. now you work with terrorist groups. That's something else. That's yeah, a little strange. I it's never a little thought. bit different, right? <laughs> Yeah. But can you tell us a little bit about your journey on how you got to know Jesus and how you accepted him? Before all the mission trips Yeah, before place, that happened. Before all the saying yes. To the Lord. To the Lord. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I was born and raised in a church. Uh, mm. So I grew up hearing the gospel, uh, the gospel message mm. preached over and over again. Yeah. And um, I can't maybe i think i have a testimony like many other kids mm. who grew up in church where i can't really pinpoint the exact time, time yeah where i really like received the lord yeah if that makes sense yeah. and dedicated my life to him mm-hmm. but i know i did because <laughs> i've dedicated my life to him um would you say like high school days or, right? um what do maybe you think? i think when i was a kid elementary so yeah. really young so mm-hmm. yeah uh, i remember um, I think it was really over time that I came to understand what the gospel really meant. Mm. Uh, there were questions that my dad would ask me. Right. Um, my my mom has always been this hardcore evangelist. Every <laughs> single time we would get on a bus, she would share the gospel with the people <laughs> beside us. So mm-hmm. I I'd, come on. I didn't only hear the gospel at church, but I heard it um, everywhere. Everywhere you went. Um, and my parents always engaged on spiritual conversations mm. with me. Yeah. Like my wow. dad would ask me. I remember when I was really young, my dad would ask me questions like, why do you go to church? And wow. then this from like, my dad, right? Yeah, like <laughs> what does it mean to glorify the Lord? Things like that. And as a little elementary school kid. Yeah. Train up a child in the way that you should go. <laughs> yeah. Um but mm-hmm, I think when I started really getting into ministry mm. and dedicating my life uh in that area, I was in high school. Mm. And then things just kind of progressed from there. Wow. Um, what yeah. was that ministry? Uh, it was dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that was so no were, joke yeah. then. You weren't actually joking about that. No. Um, yeah, I, I don't need permission to dance. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Uh, the, um, dancing for the Lord. Dancing then. for the Lord. Yes. <laughs> uh, I used to choreograph dances for like the Christmas service. Right. This whole whatnot. time I thought that was a joke. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> I do that kill this love dance all the time. Oh. I, I, I really used to dance a lot. Um mm-hmm. But it's gone now. The anointing has left. <laughs> the anointing has left the room. Different yeah. assignment. Different then. assignment. Different assignment now. Yeah. Right. Um, wow. And then it transitioned from there to uh, music ministry, mm-hmm. and then I 
uh, did a pastoral internship wow. uh, in secret at first. Um, <laughs> from your parents or just from in general? Uh, in I w- It was a part of this. We were pioneering a new service. Okay. Um, and they needed somebody, a consistent preacher. Wow. Uh, so I ended up doing that. It was uh, with my church right now. Oh, okay. Um, and then... And then, yeah, and then I started preaching and now I'm doing missions. So wow. um, it's interesting because uh, I guess the Lord used all of those different things yeah. uh, because in missions, it's a little bit of everything, yeah. if, if you know what I mean. Or kind of, the, you essentially exhibit being the church and not church the building, but what biblical church is actually, what biblical church actually is. Mm-hmm. But for those who don't know either, Tim sings as well. So the anointing had moved elsewhere. <laughs> he still gets to arc. use it. Yeah, he still mm-hmm. gets to use it. But mm-hmm. this whole time, I thought that whole dancing thing was a joke. <laughs> Actually, I mean, it's I, not. it is a joke. But, um, but <laughs> joke it, with truth. Yes, with a little uh, bit. Wow. Well, Tim, so three years ago, you, you, you found this, or you responded to this calling from the Lord, and that is to back up and really spend majority of your time to to serve people especially the tribal the tribal uh, tribes yeah just a lot of tribes in Philippines yeah. I would say uh, and also not with that but you you do you do you do ministry with the kids too right mm-hmm. but how did that all that Started. How did it all started how did it all come about like I know you were part of a local church here uh, yes. you were effective leading helping serving but the heart for for the mission, how did it start? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It started with um, me being your typical millennial, I guess, and watching (laughs) YouTube before I go to sleep. Mm. Um, I was watching this sermon uh, in my bed one night and it was by this preacher named Francis Chan. He's kind of, uh, Mm. he's an author, right? He wrote that book, Crazy Love. Um, Anyways, yeah. A good, really good book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I was listening to a sermon of his and he was talking about calling mm-hmm. and how sometimes we wait for a lightning to come from heaven <laughs> to strike the ground and then the concrete to like rise into the air and float. And then yeah. the concrete to form the words, Timothy Ebio will join this ministry yeah. of this date. And yeah. sometimes we over-spiritualize calling True. when it's black and white. Like mm-hmm. the Lord has called us to mm-hmm. go and make disciples of mm-hmm. all nations. And James one twenty seven, right? Religion, religion that God our Father accepts mm-hmm. as pure and faultless is this: to look after orphans and widows in their distress, mm-hmm. and to keep oneself from being polluted by the mm-hmm. world. Wow. And I was like, if this is what religion is, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, uh, then uh, why am I waiting for the orphan and widow to knock on my door before mm-hmm. I go and help them? Come on. And the my thing was I didn't know anybody that was in missions. Uh, nobody in my local church was doing missions. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up hearing about missionaries being sent from my local church. Mm. Right. Um, so I did what also what every millennial does and went on Google and I literally <laughs> typed orphans and widows in distress. <laughs> and I found a mission org in the Philippines. Wow. And that kind of started it all. Um, that uh, So I started going on mission trips throughout my undergrad. Wow. And then when I finished my undergrad, uh, I did... Uh, Biochemistry, molecular biology. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> I did biochemistry and molecular biology, and um, after that, I 
packed your bags? Yeah, I didn't even cross the stage actually. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, as soon as I yeah, finished I my final exam, I booked he a ticket left. and I went to the so Philippines. You carry a diploma on that. And, mm-hmm. you know, a degree. A degree, sorry. Yeah, a, degree. a degree. You don't even use it. Right. <laughs> at least right, not right now, at least. <laughs> not yeah, in that sense. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were many things that the Lord taught me through biochemistry yeah. that I use now. Skills, uh, yeah, has, yeah, nothing about amino acids, no. surely. <laughs> but uh, in terms of work ethic, just mm, the that's true. Mm, the drive to mm. to I guess because I went to UBC and UBC is just so competitive. Yes. Um, and they at least in the biochemistry program, uh, you really have to produce a lot of con like good quality yeah. content. Mm. Um, and it made me really strive for excellence mm. and I think that's something that I carried Keyword. with me into missions yeah. Keyword excellence, yeah, excellence. Mm-hmm. doing it all for the Lord wow like <laughs> I laugh only because I relate somewhat with Tim <laughs> just because you know if you guys don't know me and Tim have kind of common friend groups and so when I mm-hmm. had found out that Tim was leaving and going to the Philippines and not even crossing the stage I was like OMG that's that's intense but if you guys just see how his life has been like the past three years and just the mission work he ha- mm-hmm. he's been able to be a part of like it it makes me it humbles me and it it encourages mm-hmm. me because to see somebody who has gone through a degree and is living a life that I mm-hmm. guess to the world is foolish because you know you go for something and then you're not actually utilizing it in that in what the world would say mm-hmm. you know it it actually it makes my heart full because I'm like, wow, he's actually really following God's will. Come on. You know, he's not going after what man says. He's mm. going after what his father had said to him. So I'm I'm flabbergasted right now because I'm like, OMG, this is the Tim that I, I mm. met, you know, years ago. And then now seeing him and hearing from him, it's like, wow, this is really God's hand on him. Yeah. I remember it, like, I think he was getting ready. He was getting ready to to back up his stuff yep. and uh, again, go back to Philippines and do more of the mission trip. And remember you came out to one of our gatherings. Feeding, and, yeah. Yeah. And that point you're, you, we just, you know, we just, we came in agreement with you with prayer, mm-hmm. just prayer blessing, you know, that God would be upon you, cover mm-hmm. you, protect you. And a year after that, I got to meet up with you in, back in Philippines and mm-hmm. get to hear more of what you were doing and stayed in touch in a way. And, now three years, two years after that, two years later, and three years in total, you just serving your time uh, in Philippines. I'm sure that there has been a lot of uh, a lot of growing experiences, <laughs> uh, challenges, and uh, wins or loss. Would you share some of those? You know, like what what's been the most fulfilling or one of the most highlighted thing that took place to you, like? within the past three years being there because it's such a change i could only imagine that that change in culture yes it's (laughs) it's quite a big gap and And, then now and i think number one is just the comfort too yeah because you really omg like if you guys see him like (laughs) come on like i'm gonna bless him with shoes and bag you know but i'm I'm okay i'm okay you know i'm praying god like just give the signal lord (laughs) no just what's something that really yes sticks out with you being you know, having gone to the Philippines and actually following that calling, what sticks out to you the most and kind of confirms that, wow, God, mm. you're actually, mm. I, I, I'm walking on the path you've, you've really set forth in front of me. Uh, the word. Mm. I think like 
The word of God. The word of God. Yes. Sorry. Let me. Yeah, the word. <laughs> the spirit breathed word of God. Come like on. Um, my Bible. Mm. Um, actually, I think maybe one thing that I didn't realize about missions before I got into it mm. was just how much time I really needed to spend studying the word mm. and praying. Come on. And like me going out into the field is like. 10%. Mm. Like Come before on. any project, mm-hmm. before any time I preach the gospel to yeah. anyone, I really need to study. Mm. And I really need to know the word because it's the word that I'm preaching. Yeah. It's the word that I'm using to disciple other people. Mm. And uh as a mission and for missionaries, like especially in frontier missions when we're sharing the gospel with people who really have never heard it before. They have questions. Yeah. Right. Um, very valid questions. Right. And we need to give answers that are biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, answers that when we leave, uh, if they have a Bible, they can return to that passage that we pointed to mm. and study it for themselves. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the, the thing that has confirmed for me that this is really the will of the Lord has been the word because the word has been the direction, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I read, uh, I don't, I think also maybe in the West, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make a generalization or anything (laughs) for everyone. Mm -hmm. Surely this is not the case for everyone. But often when we think of missions in the West, at least this is what I used to think, we start with the need. We start with, right. um, oh, like they need socks or they need, they're hungry. Mm-hmm. And those are all very valid needs. And the church should go and help those yeah. people. But I think for me anyways, mission starts with the word. And mm-hmm. in the word, we'll find that we should feed them. Mm-hmm. We should give them the socks. But there's a difference between a mission project that starts with the word and is gospel-centered mm-hmm. than a mission project that starts with the Come need. On. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, because when it starts with so the word, true. we will find that our greatest need, more than socks and more than food, yeah. is our need of salvation, mm. which is only found in Christ. And that become when that becomes the starting and the center of every project, then that's when we really see transformation in people mm. being called into the fold of the mm. Lord. And that's a beautiful thing because mm. from the beginning to the end, when mm. our projects are grounded in the word, we'll see truly that it's all grace. That it is mm. the Lord who's doing all the work. Mm. And missions becomes less about a work and mm. more about being a witness, really just seeing the Lord do all mm. that he mm. said he would do and is doing. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, I think, you know, just to sum that up, what you just said, that's what's driving you. And again, just having that understanding, that realization that it's more than just a need. Mm-hmm. Because if you understand the concept of why you do what you do, do. Mm-hmm. like it becomes a natural response. And I love how you even pointed out, you're not just preaching and proclaiming this word to the hearers, but you're also leaving them with something that, hey, I don't have to always be here, but you mm-hmm. know, when I can, I'll be here. But here's the word, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is eternal. Yes. And I love that. I love that picture that you just, you just shared. Um, I'm sure that there's been a lot of growing experiences that you, Amen. <laughs> you know, like you would, you would say that, you know, character wise, you know, if yeah. I may, what do you think is the most thing that, that have challenged you? Like so far within the last three years of you running, doing all these things, what is one thing that you could share to us today that, that have been God molded and Really mm-hmm. took you, yeah, took you out from and revealed to you, unveiled to yes. you. What would that be if there is uh, one? There are so many things that I uh, that I would really like. Fired to say. away. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Anything. Maybe not even just one. Yeah, go ahead. 
Um, well, I, I followed the Lord and I moved to the Philippines mm. um, by myself. Yeah. And I had family there. I have family there. Yeah. Sorry. I have my 95-year-old Lola, oh. who I, I lived with for a while. Uh, I just... Lola's um, grandmother, by the way. Yes, grandmother. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had my cousins, um, but in terms of like spiritual partners, yeah. um, I really didn't have anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'd be going, uh, or the Lord would lead me to different places. Um, and I would go uh, wherever that might be. Yeah. And serve there, um, and then, uh, you know, in the different places, there were there were different kinds of things that I'd get to experience. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I was always alone. Wow. And at the end of the day, um, I would go to wherever I was staying, and I'd want to like debrief with someone, mm-hmm. like I'd unload. want to unload yeah. or pray with someone yeah. or be checked. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. But. I had no one to do that with. To do that with, yeah. And I was living like that f- for maybe like two years, yeah, alone every mm. night, yeah. and I cried a lot. Like I, I was not the type to. I was not a very emotional. You're not person. an emotional person, yeah. yeah. But I really felt lonely, mm-hmm. um, and I remember um, throughout the entire ex- that entire experience, I would call like my. Yeah pastors all the time i really believe in pastoral accountability i think it has its place especially in missions when you're going out uh Mm. you need to let your pastor know what you're doing you need a covering for sure yeah you need it's good to have people praying for you absolutely Uh, Mm -hmm. essential really Mm -hmm. um and so i was telling them and i remember this one evening i was on this is quite dramatic but i was on the rooftop of this building i was living in Mm -hmm. at the time and i was in cebu uh, which is an island in the middle, kind of middle of portion the of the Philippines. Philippines. Yeah. Um, and I was telling this one, like a lady in our church, um, she's she uh, leads our creatives. But mm. anyways, I was opening up to her and I was saying, you know, like I, I don't understand. <laughs> I follow the Lord here, and but I'm so sad and I always feel so sad, alone. Yeah. And, and mm. this is not something I wasn't praying for. Mm. Like right. I was praying. Mm. I was praying, like, Lord, send me a team, yeah. please. Who else is going to move to the Philippines? Yeah. Like, or maybe somebody from here, here will want to pursue here. missions, right. you know? And um, and no one had come, in, right. and it had been years. <laughs> and um, this ate was, she affirmed me. She was, she because I I was looking inward, and I was like, maybe I'm not satisfied in Christ enough because I need to be satisfied in Christ, you know? Mm. Uh, and I know that in Christ, I can find all the, all the things that I need. Mm. Um, and she affirmed me. She was like, you know, it's a good to have a desire to be satisfied in Christ. And, and, and you're also a human who is meant to be in community. Yep. So it also makes sense for you to feel alone. Uh, and, and so she was affirming my feelings, but then she hit me with this. She hit me with this. She was like, Timothy, you're always preaching about Acts 1 8, mm. you know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And this is when Christ is talking about the progression of the gospel message and the and the pro- proclamation of the kingdom, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, You're always preaching about that and how we should be going. We should be sending people out on missions mm. uh, and going to the ends of the earth. Uh, Timothy, remember that the ends of the earth is a very lonely place. Wow. And that if the Lord has, or if and since rather, the Lord has called you to the ends of the earth, 
then the Lord is also allowing you to experience what this kind of loneliness feels like because mm. that's what it's going to be like. Mm. And um, the, our response to that is to really cling onto the Lord and, mm. the, and identify then when nobody's around all those places that you still need to be satisfied in Christ. Mm. Um, and so I was like, wow, you know, I realized I was looking for a friend to mm. like be with, mm. someone I could pray with. Mm. Um, yeah. And what I needed was to make Christ my best friend, if that mm. makes sense. Wow. I mean, I really loved him as a father and and uh, like adored him as beautiful and worshiped him as a creator and mm. obeyed him as my Lord. Yeah. and considered him holy and righteous but as a best friend mm-hmm. um that was something that i had to that i really needed like mm-hmm. i really really needed so what i would do is i would order mcdonald's bff fries it's like two <laughs> large fries put together yes yeah, in the philippines i would go to the roof and um eat my fries and just talk with the lord wow and you know in the philippines i'm not funny not I'm, none of my jokes are like they hit with anyone <laughs> uh and so I would tell God my jokes. As lame as that is, I'm sorry, <laughs> hey. world. But I would I would really just tell God my jokes wow. and mm. enjoy his company. En- enjoy his company. Come on. Yeah. Wow. And um that that really um changed a lot of things for me mm. because it kind of opened up a whole kind of dependence and satisfaction that I received in him. Mm. And it empowered me to do more and to go to lonelier places mm. uh, because those places weren't as lonely anymore mm. uh, if that makes sense mm. yeah that um i think also that's kind of something that people here in canada also experience as well like loneliness as well and for those maybe listening to this podcast uh i want to uh, i encourage you to experience and pursue Christ as a best friend as well. Mm. Uh, I know that the intimacy that I found in Christ as a best friend has been something that is invaluable and has really propelled me in my ministry, but more so healed my heart. Come on. And I know because I've experienced it myself that God desires for all of us to experience him as a best friend as well. Um, I mean, we're saved and one of the benefits of being saved by Christ is that we get to experience him in intimacy. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's such a beautiful thing and something that we should not let, let pass, you know. Yeah. Wow. What a heart. BFF fries and Jesus. BFF, Dude. BFF fries and BFF Jesus. Jesus yeah. <laughs> no, but I think you, you mentioned it too earlier when you were talking about community and just how that sister in Christ was trying to, was affirming you and was, you know, validating how you were feeling. It's so true that without the spirit of God and you understanding who he is in those different facets, because I think a lot of people, and I've said this multiple times before, where as as believers or as Christ followers, we understand God as, or we always proclaim God as our Lord and Savior. We understand the Savior part, but we never understand the Lord part, yeah. right? And when you actually take that word, Lord, he owns you. Mm-hmm. And you actually realizing that and, and finding that mm-hmm. solace and that understanding of, God, you're actually there for me. You're not just mm-hmm. there for me as as a provider or as, you know, just the God who's paving the way for me. But mm-hmm. God as a friend, God as a really good friend, God as a father, God as a creator, you know. And mm-hmm. 
just that beauty of it where you see him in situations where he fits and you're approaching him as, you know, who he is in that moment to you. You know, for like for me sometimes, right, where you need God, that provider, you need God, you know, who who needs to be there to defend you. So you approach him as this, as the king that he is and you ask him just as who he is and he, and he gives it to you just as you have asked, right? Mm-hmm. So... What a beauty to the BFF fries. <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm reminded of the gospel too, even as you, as, as you were sharing, you know, your journey on that. You know, Jesus had the 12. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he spent time with the 12. Mm-hmm. But he, he knows the importance of being one. With the one. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. With the father himself. Mm-hmm. And he never neglected that from yeah. the morning, yeah. beginning of the day down to the end of the day. Yeah. Where he was the first one. Where's Jesus has been awake for hours now, really, and yeah. we're still sleeping in. <laughs> and three wait, would fall asleep. Where'd Jesus go? He's already up in the mountain praying, you know, yeah. he's mm-hmm. about to get rest, but he's Being spending with time with the Father. I, I listen to you and I, I, I am reminded, you know, brother, you're not, I'm, I can tell you this, you're not the only one that feels that way yeah. that that joy or had that joy because yeah. even i reflect i reflect <laughs> to your story and i remember the times when i really started really taking your taking this walk more serious this mm-hmm. this really understanding that okay you know none of distract none of this distractions lord just do as you may and then mm. the more you position your heart in that in that request the more you start finding yourself away from from the world, from people, and there there is that sense of loneliness. But it was it was meant for just for a season, so yeah. that you could learn how to. You said the word yeah. fully depend on him. Mm-hmm. On him, that satisfaction yeah. is is him. That hope, that comfort, that peace will always be him. Yeah. But until unless and until you get to understand that part. Mm-hmm then you'd always have those questions. But it's amazing that you pointed it out because now, now it's not so much reliance for just having a team. Although a team would be nice because community is essential that we're not mm-hmm. created and not designed to, to be just alone. to be alone, yeah. right? And, and and in reality, you were never alone actually because yeah. those pastors that you've spoken and brought up those other sisters in Christ yes. that have, you know, affirmed you have always, have always been there. So yeah. God, throughout the whole time had actually has placed people yeah. ahead and before you. And it was just for, for you and for us to, and again, it's, this goes up for, for anybody that, that would find themselves in this journey with the Lord or you, it's for a reason to, mm-hmm. to, for you to, to, to understand that. Yeah. He is your friend. He is your father. He is your, he, he could be that, that, that person, uh, uh, that someone with you who will fulfill and really provide whatever need that you need at the, in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. So it's powerful that you share that. Um, I know that when we talk about mission, when we talk about mission trips, when we talk about like the subject of you know being a missionary, a lot of people are are asking, they could be listening right now and they, they hear from you, what a heart that is. But I know my, my heart is not, is different than, than him. Mm. Um, what would you say 
I don't know, you, we, we were chatting about this earlier. Uh, explain to us, because uh, you have a vision of, of, of mm-hmm. what you think, what, you believe, what yeah. you believe God is leading you to do in terms of utilizing this lane, which yep. is in mission, mission work. mission work, mission field. Or as these people right now that are, that has the considered, considered, considered this relationship with the Lord, um, they may not be outside of the country or the place they're, mm-hmm. they're at, but they're still called, called for mission. Yeah. How would you define that? If you can, mm-hmm. you know, like share a little bit on that, like what is mission to you and what's really mm-hmm. God's heart when you talk about that? Yeah. What do you believe in that? Mm, I think, I think it goes back to like definitions. Uh, and I think, well, maybe if I can get a little bit, um, technical, like mission comes from the Latin word missio, Mm. uh, and in the Greek, that word is in, in the Bible, that's not used in a very, though that word in particular is not used in such a significant sense. Mm. Uh, there are words like evangelism and discipleship that are actually in the Bible. Right. And so they're more easier to define. Yeah. But uh, missions is not so easy to easy to define mm-hmm. by looking at a particular scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so for that reason, you can cross different churches, different organizations, and they'll have a different definition for it. Mm-hmm. My personal definition for missions is nothing but fulfilling the Great Commission. Come and on. And that's to go and make to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what missions is to me, mm. um, and everything is kind of encompassed in that. The, uh, everything that goes along with making disciples, including mm-hmm. the evangelism yeah. and the uh, the the spiritual gifts, and mm-hmm. just everything. The package. Yeah. Everything is in there. Um, yes, uh, and. But I think for me in particular, uh, there's there's the mission. That mission is a mission for the whole church. Mm. So everyone is called to go and make disciples of all nations. Mm. Whether, um, yeah, whether you call yourself a missionary or not, right? Um, for the new believer and for the mature believer, Come we're yeah. all made to go make, and make disciples. Yes. Um, but there's something. Uh, but uh, the mission ministry is about going, mm. you know, that's the distinction, if Preach. that makes sense. Mm. Um, I've heard, I don't remember who made this quote. I don't think it will come back to me, but there's this dude uh, who said <laughs> that everyone is a mission, who says everyone is a missionary. Yes. Um, and I believe that there's some truth to it in the sense that everybody has the same mission to mm. go and make disciples. But there's a danger in saying that everyone is a missionary. And the mm. danger is this, that if everyone thinks that we can fulfill the Great Commission by staying where we are, then nobody will actually go. Get reached, that makes yeah. sense. You know? Come on. If everyone thinks that they can be a missionary where they are, then nobody will go to the actual places that don't that have never heard the gospel, gospel before. The right? ends of the earth. At the ends, exactly, the ends of the earth. Um, and there's a distinction even in the Bible in Acts 1.8. Mm. I think I mentioned before Jerusalem, Judea, yeah. Samaria, and then the ends of the earth. Mm. And the ends of the earth is not a vague place. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very literal place, yeah. right? It's a place at the end of the earth, yeah. a place where 
people have never heard the name mm-hmm. Jesus before. Mm-hmm. And those are the places that we should really be sending people to go to. Mm-hmm. And there are very real places. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe there, uh, and with the technology that we have right now, we can actually go there yeah. without having to like mm-hmm. hike six hours into a forest. <laughs> like we should have done. Which, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, which you have done. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure patience was by, definitely. Yeah, well, by grace. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, the whole vision so is to see all cities and nations mm-hmm. transformed through mm-hmm. the gospel. And so for those who go and for those who stay, mm-hmm. we all have a part to play in that mission. Yeah. For those who go to be faithful in their Bible preaching, to be faithful in their gospel proclamation, mm-hmm. to be faithful in their preaching of the mm-hmm. kingdom. For those who stay to back those people up in prayer, in mm-hmm. support, financially, mm-hmm. spiritually, in encouragement. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how much it means to me when people like set, like Joyce sent me a <laughs> message, you know, like saying like that, like rooting me on or when people call and give me an encouragement, mm-hmm. it really means so, so much. Come on. Um, the whole church has a role to play. Yes. Uh, because the Great Commission is for the whole church. Church, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, th- we're touching on that proclamation, the gospel mm-hmm. and to the ends of the earth. I really believe that, you know, we read the, we read the word, we read the gospel and Jesus told us that no one knows the, the coming, the hour of, of his return, right? And I've always believed it this way that our God is so good, so gracious, so merciful that he can actually come back anytime that he wants now. But he knows that there's still people that need to hear him. Mm-hmm. There's so many more people that needs to to get to get this message, right? And that's why you know laborers are rising up because mm. such a harvest is is in, is in front of us. And and again, you know, we read we read Peter. Peter touched on that. You know, the Lord's not slow to you know in keeping His promise. As some understand, slow. Mm-hmm. He's actually patient. Yeah. You know. Second Peter, Second uh, Peter, chapter three talks about that. He's he's patient. He's not wanting any anyone to perish. Mm-hmm. He's wanting everyone to come to repentance, to change their ways, and get to know who this good God is, who this King. Yeah. And and even in Matthew, where it was declared by Jesus Himself that this gospel of the kingdom of the kingdom must be preached to all nations mm. and then the end will come mm-hmm. right so you're partaking in that brother and it's so good to hear from you just share just a little bit of of uh, what you've been through and you know just the things that the experiences that you that you are uh, you've ha- you you know you've taken and to be able to hear from you today it's such an in- encouragement mm. uh for the body yeah like like anybody that would get to get to hear from this I, i'm believing that uh, there's there's that some there's there's something in their heart that you know they've always wanted wanted to partner in doing the works of the lord and mm-hmm. but there's uncertainty or where to even start and where yeah. to or how to do it and whatnot but really just that word go just go mm-hmm. go like you, as you the more as you understand the word, and as you understand what the Great Commission is about, and you go respond to that, just go. I think the rest God will, will 
begin to position you exactly where you should be, mm-hmm. should be, and and he'll begin to to reveal the the gifting and the calling that that has always been there. And I know that in this season that we're in, we're with what's happening around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, not, none of that is 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 just by by chance. By chance. It's mm-hmm. it's for a reason, and the best part of that is we, the God that we profess, the King Jesus that we profess, He is as as bad as we may consider some things are right now. He is the God that would always turn it into good, and mm-hmm. I think out of this circumstances to some that many of us are going through whether it's the pandemic whether it's the the division the war and just just the whole troubles that we're experiencing at this point god is using all that Mm. purposing all that for for the revelation of his glory and revelation of his kingdom and i just man i just want to thank you for for what you do i want to continue to you know in any way we can to partner Mm. with you you know, like when we may not be physically there, there when you're back, but yeah. I'm so excited to, to, you know, to be able. I'm praying to be mm-hmm. able to, to, to have a chance. You know, when when I get an opportunity to get back to Philippines and just partner with you and yeah. whatever God has for you in that that time. But Joyce, I'm excited too. Honestly, like it's awesome to see Tim again in the flesh. I guess because <laughs> him and I only ever you know contact each other over you know the internet, but you know, it is encouraging and, you know, there is that call to action for the church, mm. you know, to, to teach, send, go. And I think that's the amazing part where, you know, Tim just talked, touched upon it where, you know, Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth, you know, and it's not, it's a mandate essentially for the church. And, you know, if, if you guys have been touched by what Tim has said and if you guys want to contribute, hit us up on Naturally Supernatural and let me know and I'll, I'll get, get that help brought to Tim. But he also has an NGO right now where he's helping the tribes that he is mm-hmm. encountering yes. by selling their cultural pieces, <laughs> which includes like different little things. Please but check it yeah, out. Yeah, please check it out. I'll put it on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's called Tenang Tribu. So yeah. if you guys want to see it, I'll link it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you again, Tim. You know, I'm, I'm so you. happy that you're here. And for everybody, please continue to pray for him. You know, we know that we're not battling with the flesh or blood. It's in the spirit. So, yeah. Until next time, everybody. God bless. God bless. God bless.